following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. time for the perch welcome back everyone to the zero fucks podcast season three probably keep saying it over and over episode 58 the purge what is the purge what are we going to find out today and what it's all about and uh, let's make it an annual thing february the first will be the official date of the purge I hope you're all well. It's summertime in Sydney, Australia, and I see that around the world it's freezing people's balls off. More about that later. Plenty in the news, plenty to talk about. We've got some news chat. We've got some reality TV chat. That's a shock, isn't it? And um, I guess what's happening around on the planet? Heaps of stuff. So... Let's get this happening. Season three, I keep telling you. Can you feel that? You better hold on. This one's about to get bumpy. Give me a game. 
just wanted to do that for the sake of it. I've updated my sounds on my soundboard and I've been having a little bit of fun. I won't say a huge amount, but, you know, a bit of fun. So welcome back to the Zero Fucks podcast. My host, I'm the host, my host, I'm the host, K-Mac. If you haven't been here before, I've been here since day one. And if you have been, thanks for coming back. It's always interesting. Well, I think it's interesting anyway. Jam-packed podcast, news and views of the world telling it how it is. It's pretty much the best way to sum up what the podcast is about. I shoot from the hip. This is how I see it. Sometimes I don't see it the rest of the way the rest of the world does, but, you know, we'll all get over it. It's not the end of the world, literally, this stage. Um, what can you expect this season? I mean, same other seasons, I guess, just with new... I am trying to lock in certain people for interviews. They've agreed in theory. I just got to get them over that line. I don't know what it is. So, um, yeah, more sounds, more content, and more interviews. That's the plan. That's the plan. We're season two, episode season three, episode two. So let's push past it. This episode is proudly brought to you by Testicles. Testicles the one reason that we're all here. Without them, we wouldn't exist. Testicles, while they look horrible, well, can be horrible to look at, you're often reminded, well, actually, they often remind me of a giant half a walnut shell when it's cold and they shrink up and you've got your nutsack. But they are the most important production of life. So you can say you can create your own babies, but you need testicles to do the job in order to get the seed to fertilize so thank you testicles thank you for my life i'm a huge fan and supporter of testicles or testicles as i um refer to them myself and thank you for being a proud sponsor of the show today is monday the 1st of february 2021 and at the time of recording we're already one month into 2021 which is crazy and fuck all has changed really, from 2020, other than the number on the end. Oh, and the fact that Trump's gone. I mean, but, you know, whose fault is that, I guess? It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. Yeah, I want yeah, to be accurate. Can I keep blaming China? I mean, is he going to be the quickest forgotten president of all time? I mean, we're just going to look back and laugh at his gags. I still find it so amazing that one president from one country, mind you, 50 states and a huge landmass, but one president becomes so popular in general conversation around the world. It blows my mind. So that's what we've got. All right. Um, so it's Global Purge Day, the 1st of Feb. I keep saying it. I'm not reiterating what it is at the moment, which makes it difficult, but we'll get there. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's start with some news first, I guess. There is, this is breaking, there is a global pandemic. It's killing old people and targeting ones that have suffering with illness throughout the years. It's called COVID-19, you may have heard of it. And apparently now it's mutating. Now, I don't understand how it mutates. I need a scientist, a fully-fledged chemical scientist to explain to me because I didn't think that it mutated until you tried to eradicate it and then it mutates to beat that eradication. But as far as I know, anything that they've done with the vaccine wipes it out. So 
How is it mutated? I don't know at this stage, but that's the latest. However, you'll be pleased to know that Keith Richards is still alive. I know that's a sigh of relief for everyone. It's very hard to believe in the, that the man is the age that he is and has done the things to himself that he has. But as I record this, just an update, Keith Richards is alive. Um, the virus does seem to avoid people that abuse their bodies most of their life, including alcoholic and drug users. And COVID-19 is now approaching the ban list and could possibly be cancelled this year, later this year. I mean, according to Hollywood, it's a pretty popular list. A lot of people are on at the moment. I think Marilyn Manson's the latest one to get on the ban list. He's about to be cancelled. It has, however, been deemed racist by the Chinese government. They have come forward and said, yeah, it's, it's racist. <laughs> you plick. And um, we're just awaiting confirmation from the Jewish community that the Germans have something to do with it. Um, of course, we're waiting to hear from the number of when Jewish deaths top six million. And um, when we get to that stage, then we're obviously, you know, there'll be confirmation from them. And uh, yeah, I know. So what? It's a Jewish joke. Don't care. It's meant to be funny. I thought it was funny when I wrote it. It was crazy. Uh, in other news, I've received several emails over the last couple of days from people checking on my health as they haven't heard from me in 14 days and I really I do thank those people. I thank you for your concern and I'm touched. Please know that I will return your messages when I get a chance. So thank you to Uber Eats, Menu Log and DoorDash for your concern and to obviously Red Rooster for raising their concerns. I haven't ordered in 14 days and I know, I know you're worried but look, I'm, I'm okay. I just have to pass on the Tropicana packs right now, that's all. I miss my chicken and my deep fried pineapple but you know what? Until you bring back the deep fried banana, I think I'm going to have a problem with this. Um, what else have we got in the news? My dad had a pacemaker put in his chest two weeks ago. Um, he was complaining about his medication he had for blood pressure and he was getting gout and a number of things led to it. He ended up in hospital and they said, heart rate's too slow. Top chamber, your heart's not talking to the bottom, they're not pumping, we're going to give you a pacemaker. That was the Wednesday. On the Monday he was operated and he's got it in and he's doing okay. I'm really thankful for the Australian health system of what we've got because sometimes we take it for granted what we really have. I mean... On the other hand, I'm sitting to wait on a, for a fucking surgeon to come back from holidays to get a knee operation done. But in this situation where it was, you know, a, a threat to my father's life, um, they acted really quickly. Now, the news isn't about his pacemaker because that's a couple of weeks old now. The news is that he's now got a disabled sticker for his car and he's stoked. He can't believe he can... I mean, he walks every day. He walks every morning. He walks everywhere. So it's not... Parking on one side of the car park to get to the front door is not an issue for him. But I think he now feels special because he's got a disabled sticker. And I'll just bet knowing him, it'll be removable because he won't want it there all the time. He, the thought of him being disabled would scare him. But anyway. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, also in news, um, Screech from Saved by the Bell is dead. Yeah, Okay.
So today we're going to get into the world of TV 2021 and what we're watching. I sort of picked out some shows to talk about and and what's coming up and I don't know, do podcasts, television and movies, they all seem to fit in the same, same genre. You can go on to search for a podcast anywhere and you'll find that there's a thousand different movie reviewers and I'm a movie buff and it's funny enough, the movie podcast that I love the best finished 12 months ago and they came back and did a reunion show because they're in lockdown and they did it in three different places and yeah, I don't know if it had the same thing. But anyway, so sometimes we will listen to a podcast and we'll get an idea for something. It also works for me with Twitter. I'll be chatting to someone on Twitter and they'll talk about a movie and go, have you seen this? Or And I'm like, oh, no, I haven't. But, oh, fuck, I haven't seen I meant to put that on my list. I mean, my list on IMDb of what to watch is massive. It's huge. So I need to um, get through that list. But I sort of wanted to give people a bit of a basis of how television works in Australia and why commercial television's on the outer and where it's off to. So Australia's still in the infancy of streaming, TV streaming. Uh, with Netflix now, it's in its sixth year, sixth year and they were the OG. They were the originals that came to Australia. Now we have Amazon Prime, Disney, etc. They all follow suit. Apple TV, I subscribe to um, Apple Plus. Or, and yeah, I've got Disney. I think Disney. <laughs> I'm Star Wars geek. Well, of course I'm going to have Disney. And then you have the Australian commercial channels now following and creating their own streaming services, um, which is quite ironic because Australia's got a channel called Stan which is owned by the Channel 9 commercial network and they push a lot of their content through there. But they've obviously gone on the back of what the UK did when they called one Dave. And the Aussies, being original, went, <laughs> we're going to jump on board. What's the name? Stan. And actually, Stan is an old Aussie name. There's not too many Stans around, but everyone in some stage of their life knew a Stan. So um, with those services we've seen the battle to become more competitive and everybody wants to get a piece of the market. You've got to remember too, Australia's population is 26 million, much smaller than a lot of the places around the world. Europe, America's 320 million people. Fuck, can you just try and just add another 300,000 or 300 million and that's where you're getting. So now the battle that's been going on and, and what's been happened is that and who's watching regular commercial TV versus the streaming service. And in the background is the original cable service, Foxtel, which is a conglomeration, a collaboration, sorry, of the mighty Fox network owned by Rupert Murdoch and Telstra, Australia's number one mobile phone network. Now, obviously, Murdoch's been trying to crush getting the streaming services in. And what's happened is subscribers to Foxtel, the only real cable service in Australia, is disappearing dramatically. Every, there's so many people that are falling off because of the prices that they charge. You can actually subscribe to three different streaming services and get everything that you want. So this is the battle that's going on. We see, you know, we see content from all around the world now where it used to be controlled by commercial stations. And we only have three commercial stations in Australia. Seven, nine and ten. We have Channel... O or Channel Zero and Channel Two, which are both Australian run and they don't have any commercial advertising. So 
and they don't generate any revenue as such. It's just a, a service that the government provides. But these commercial channels are left with creating reality TV content in Australia and they're fighting each other to try and get it. Now, we're coming into reality TV um, season, I guess you call it. We've just had I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Just Finished. That starts in mid-January and or early January and just runs through January and gets people primed because it's considered holiday TV. The rest of the commercial stuff sort of comes in about now. Now, for those listening that are in Australia, this is all standard to you guys, we understand, but for the rest of the world, just a quick re- review of how Australia works. So for this reason, I tell you this because we're going to move into shows and what to expect 2021 and things that I've got. So let's get into the new jam of TV television it's just something that I picked up and liked um I have a few mic issues I don't know why it seems to have gone so I can't wait this out fuck it anyway we'll see we'll see how it plays out I can change the volume later hopefully all right so what do we expect in 2021 well I know there's one which is a marvel a television show as a spin-off of Marvel characters. Um, and I know it's pretty popular. Bel Air, which is a reboot of Will Smith's uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah, not sure. I'll be keen on that. Book on Boba Fett. You know, Boba Fett's story is coming out on Disney Plus. Ever since John Favreau's got to Disney, um, he's really kept the George Lucas uh, story alive and He's moved away from the tragedy that was all the catch-up episodes, the prequels and the sequels. And uh, I mean, I watch them because it's all part of the bigger story and I like it and that's who I am. Star Wars geek, bad luck. But now John Favreau's there. He's bringing in good talent and top-notch directors to bring better stories and, and better writers. So hence The Mandalorian. For all Star Wars geeks, The Mandalorian is just cream of the crop. It's quality. So that's the idea that what we'll see in in Disney more and more, I hope. Just put it in Favreau's hands, it will be safe. But the book of Boba Fett. So that's that. One I did want to talk about is Clarice. And Clarice is a uh, a week-to-week show 
do we call it? 45 minutes. It's a Netflix show. It's going to be ongoing. And it stars the wonderful Rebecca Breeds. I always get a name mixed up. Horrible fucking name. And Rebecca Breeds is an Australian talent uh, from a, do they call it a sitcom? Serial? I don't know what they refer to it. It's just your everyday afternoon show called Neighbours, not Neighbours, sorry, Home and Away. And she played the character of Ruby and she's a great little actress and it seems that she's nailed her first big role in um, in America. And she'll play, she'll play Clarice Starling and basically from what I can gather, it starts in two weeks, it will pick up from after Silence of the Lambs because you've got to remember she was only a trainee at that stage and I think it then fills in time frame between Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal where she was a fully qualified agent. So that, that's what I've got to spin on. Now, Silence of the Lambs was a massive movie and I know there's a lot of fans out there of the movie and I know there's people that just love crime movies in general and TV shows. This is going to fill a new genre and I actually feel particularly... Actually, it's not on Netflix, is it? Fuck, I call it out wrong. I, it's with a different group, but it's will appear on stand. But what it'll do is it'll fill the void that was dropped when Mindhunters, which is true FBI um, profiling story and how that took place with real characters, how that disappeared. So... I don't know why they didn't renew it. It was fantastic. It was a great show. It was realistic. This is going to fill in that slot. So if that's what you're after, that's what you'll find. Clarice, look out for it. Um, CBS is actually the... Which would mean... Mm, it's odd. Stan's got a CBS owns Channel 10 in Australia. Um, what else have we got? Cowboy Bebop. Don't know enough about it. Um... The Dropout looks very interesting. Kate McKinnon, Elizabeth Holmes. I don't know enough about it at this stage. Then you're going to have the movies of Falcon and the Snowman on Disney+. Plus. Sorry, Falcon and Snowman. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Again, Marvel characters. Um, Friends Reunion Special, which they've talked about and talked about and talked about it for years, and they're going to get paid a ridiculous amount of money to come back together. Hmm... I don't know, is it worth it or not? We'll wait and find out. So there's plenty of stuff that, you know, we're going to see, although it's been a really lean time in production because of, you know, the restrictions on filming and what we've got and how we get the content that we all crave now. Because you've got to remember, particularly in Australia, and other parts of the world have had it for years, but in Australia... You would sit and wait for your show. Say you were a Friends fan, like I was a Friends fan when it first started. And you would sit and watch it and go, oh man, Friends is on. Yeah, it's a 20-minute episode. Same as Seinfeld, 20-minute episode. You'd sit and wait and then you'd have to wait seven days until the next one came along. And we were okay with that. That was all right. No one had hang-ups about it. What we did have an issue with was when shows would just disappear and there would be like the end of the season and they just never came back and it'd be like, why did they come back? Executives went, that's gone. Now we're at the the privilege of a new show. Okay, here's one that I love and hang out for is Letterkenny. Letterkenny debuts on Boxing Day 
every year. But it dumps the season, bang. There it is. There are all the episodes dumped. Come January 4, I'm done. I've watched everything. I've got to then wait until next boxing day. And that's the way that content makes. So what that does, people get hungry for more content. Okay, I've watched that. I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. Rick and Morty, yeah, I'm up to date on that. And whatever it is, we're all up to date on these different things. So we're craving it. And in these times, you've got to understand that sometimes that we just got to wait. Not all content is good. Now, I bring that around because I've been watching uh, a new series on Netflix called Spycraft. I'm, I'm a big James Bond fan and I love everything to do with spies. So they've got these episodes and they, they'll go into This is how they kill people. This is how they use deadly injection. This is how they use the honeypot trap. Each episode had a different theme. But I came to the conclusion, and, and, and watch it because it is good and it is entertaining. And literally, you know, I mean, I think, I think it, spy movies and James Bond was more popular than women listening to podcasts about crime. And that's how big it was. And through the 60s, through the, the 2000s, that was the big moneymaker was your spy movies. But now what happens with this show, basically they've just given up all the spies in the last 75 years. Everything they've got on record, Russian, American, English, whatever they've got, they're revealing secrets. Now that is some time, you seriously, if you think about it, and reality is that most of these people are either dead or been killed. Um, but giving up the little tricks of murder and spies and gadgets and how they do it. Now I find this pretty intriguing, I'm, I'm down with it. But here's one of the big, big things you sort of get jammed between is that they, they come up with all these ideas like, and, and you know, one of the ones, the famous ones they talk about is a spike on the end of a, an umbrella and they walk by and they point someone in the leg with their umbrella and they apologise, sorry, and they keep walking and that's a fast-acting agent that actually kills them dead on the street. They, they go, what? What was that? And they fall down and die. Okay. And we, and we see it gets used in different movies and then they, you know, CCTV, they track back and they go, oh, someone's pabbing with an umbrella. And there's people that are working in these labs then that's what they're developing, right? So there's this whole big bunch of scientists that work in these labs and they talk about it on the show. Well, this guy created this and this was a gas that he could squeeze into his face and it was so quick acting. And then the Germans thought, well, it feels so good to have one. Let's make it a double canister and it'll have two and... Some of them, you know, the agent had to take an antidote in case he got all this shit right, whatever. Here's the fast facts in my head. This is how I see it. If someone's going to kill an agent, the method of how they do it really doesn't matter. And if that person dies, his friends and family go, well, he was a secret agent, wasn't he? Like, he knew the risk, you know? You know, you don't... You don't work in that life and then do something that's going to threaten another country and expect that they're just going to go, oh, that's all right. No, we're cool with that. Of course they're going to try and kill you. But do we need all these fancy methods? Like is it really, you know, can they just find out where they live and shoot them? Like wouldn't that just be – and they go, oh, someone broke in at night and shot him. And they go, yeah, well, it's, well, it's a mystery to us. And then the people he works for go, it's not a mystery to us. We know he's an agent. Obviously he was killed by another agent. So do we need all this secrecy? Oh, that's that's a part I don't get. Oh, you saw these gadgets were just fantastic and 
oh, we've got this special gun and it looks like a pen and you hold it up and you, okay, cool. Why don't you just use a regular gun? Like, the minute you pull it out and they're like, aha, you're a spy. Because <laughs> you've got to remember, it doesn't, what happens in the movies, it doesn't happen like, now, I'm going to tie you to a saw that's going to cut you in half, but I'm going to actually walk out the room and go and attend to other things. So if it doesn't work and you escape, I'll never know until you hunt me down and kill me 35 minutes later in the movie. Pretty much how all villains work. In real life, they would just kill them. They wouldn't go for the dramatics. They wouldn't build it up to be, how does James Bond escape from this? Or how does Tom Cruise, that's been drugged and hanging by his feet, be able to get out and kill that person? Because you know he's going to kill him later on in the movie. Why do we have all these just, you know, I don't condone violence. I don't like killing. I don't believe in it. But if that's your job, just go for the surefire method, you know. Gun works pretty much. You know where to shoot them. It's not like, now I shot you in the knee and I think, I think you might bleed out. No, I don't mess around with shit like that. Even, even the messy job of stabbing someone, you know where to stab someone. The thought of putting a knife into someone actually horrifies me. That, that fuck, I, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be a killer. I would be that guy would actually go in and say, "Now listen, I'm sure we can come to a conclusion. Uh, you need to kill yourself. Yeah, how about that? Anyway, and that's where we're at with Spycraft. Check it out. I still think it's a great movie. I think there's just a lot of a lot of episodes where you could have had quicker methods. And don't get me wrong, when it comes to the honey trap, it's the greatest illusion of all time. Men being, having their egos tickled by a woman who invites them back to sleep with them and she kills them. I mean, at least wait till you've had sex and then kill them. I'm pretty sure the dude at that stage, all the testosterone has left his body, he's like, oh, yeah, you got me. That was a good one. That was good. I didn't suspect you for a minute. No. Nope, not even with the KGB tattoo on your shoulder. Didn't even recognise it. I just thought, ah, it's just a phase. But you know what? I got a shot off and, um, okay, that's pretty good. I'm happy to go out that way. And you know what? If you're a wife of a spy, there's two things to look at. Be prepared that if you're not fucking him, someone's going to will and will kill him or just drain him of every part of testosterone in his body and send him to work so happy that he's just happy to kill people and and knocks back, knockbacks, honeypots at the bar that try to, you know, hit him up. I don't think that's too hard. All right, short break. Australia's reality TV, as I got to previously. It's here. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm drinking water. I would say we're sponsored by water, but we're actually sponsored by testicles. This episode, I'm going to have a conversation with water tomorrow. So, reality TV, it kicked off, it disappeared as quick as it came. Two or three weeks, everyone said the old story, who were these celebrities? I, for one, was the first person that said, they're not celebrities. And a week in, I'd grown to like most of them. And I sort of went, okay. I can see where this is going. And if the attachment that you have with these people, they reveal their secrets and they talk about what they're in, into in life. I'm pretty cool with that. I'm down with that. So that came and went. 
And in the UK, oh, actually, and as I say, the season itself is, is sort of picking up and, and Married at First Sight will come around. Now, in the UK, they're being subjected to previous season right now with Married at First Sight, which is good because they're in lockdown and I'm pretty sure that there's many people in the UK that don't look at neighbours and think that's how everyone lives. I, you know what? I haven't even seen neighbours in 20 years, at least. I wouldn't even know who's there. I wouldn't know. I know the real actors in real life have died since, so I wouldn't know. But the lifestyle of suburbia, I guess. Home and Away is another one. I know you guys watch it in the UK. It's, it's, yeah, it's on point with beach lifestyle. Be aware, though, not city. It's definitely regional. It's it's from Sydney, North Castle. It's, I mean, it's filmed on the northern beaches of uh, Sydney. But it's either north of Newcastle or south of Wollongong sort of mentality. Small towns and in a city, the beaches, you can't move on them. It's not like you just walk down and there's four people on the beach and you go, hi, here you go, and everyone knows everyone. It doesn't work like that in Sydney. Regional areas, different story. So now you've been subjected to married at first sight. Now, the seasons that you got are actually not the good ones. And in fact, there aren't many, there aren't many good people on it. And I think it will play out as not... Well, it doesn't put Australians in a good limelight. Actually, it points out the bogans. And if anyone in the UK wants to ask me questions about any of them in particular, I seem to know way too much, but that's another story. But now I'm going to do you a favour. The last two seasons were actually all limelight-seeking cunts. That's what they are. I had no interest in anything about finding love other than their Instagram followers and getting gigs advertising teeth whitening products. If you go to their Instagrams or Twitter, also Instagram, that's the reality TV hit at the moment. If you go to these, you'll see that that's teeth whitening products, uh, cooking, like... um, uh, I forget the brand names, but basically you order the ingredients, they turn up in a box and you put them together or even the prep meals. This is what? F- something fresh. I don't know. Blue Apron, I think that's one of them. They're the sort of things. And then as you sort of build your audience, then you'll get to vi- vibrators and you'll get to talk about it. And it's actually not the manufacturer. No, it might be the manufacturer. It's not the sex toy shop itself. It's the manufacturer and they'll go, this is a new womaniser and all girls need this to suck on their clit and it will make them come faster than any man could ever do and yada, 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 same thing. That's good, you know. That's what they, but that's what they're aiming for. They weren't aiming for love. And they've come together in a recent um, reunion. To give the quick brief, first three seasons were made by Network Nine Network, then they put it out to production company for four, five, six and seven. Uh, they had a reunion show and primarily they had people from uh, four and five. I think that's how it was. Two, Jess was on three. Yeah, four, five, six. Four, five and six. Yeah, I think actually five and six more than anything. No one came back from seven because before the show went to air they all went rogue and published things out of their contract on Instagram and gave up secrets, blah, blah, blah. Because it's somehow that they just made it about them getting in the limelight. It's not about finding love. Now, go back to the first three seasons, different story. 
So now they've had this reunion, and I'll touch on that a little bit further, but we've got to the stage where um, we're, we're seeing people that just create headlines. We're not seeing people that were finding love or, well, you know, that was their main aim. And I think at time to time we need to ask where those people are. I mean, that's really only makes sense, doesn't it? You know, if you go back to season two, John O'Pittman, John had to deal with an alcoholic wife who had so many insecurities and had so many issues and she was a tension seeker like, and, and drunk. She was a horrible drunk and... You know, she can claim that she wasn't, but she just had the look of a messy drunk and then she just got outrageous with the shit that she said. I mean, you know, where's he now? Well, I can tell you. He's in a relationship now, happy as fuck, with obviously not with his wife, and he's got two kids. Why isn't that guy brought back to the show? You know, that's, that's, how, that's how I look at it. Um, Jess Wardrop, like, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that I've spoken to Jess previously. I'm a fan of Jess. I like how she operates. Why wasn't she brought back? She was in season three. She was with Dead Shit Dave. I, you know what? No, and I'll be honest about this. I nicknamed him Dead Shit Dave early on because maybe that's how he was perceived or that was how he was sold. Jess actually went to his defence and went, you know what, he's not a bad guy. It just wasn't for me and that's the way it was. And, you know, you can't sort of put shit on that. You've got to go with that theory. Well, where is she now? Well, she's happy in a relationship. She's got a toddler who's funny as fuck. If you look at her Instagram, comes up with some classic lines. And has been trying to get married for 18 months now, I think. But thanks to COVID, that's been fucked up. And so she's pushing ahead now. Um, You know, she's happy. Why wasn't she brought back? And let's not forget season two, Erin and Bryce. Now, as far as I know... They're actually still together and have been for five years. Now, I mean, that's isn't that what you really... They're the people that you should be bringing back, the ones that have been successful. Maybe because it was season two when they were on the network contract and not a production house contract. Who knows? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be hard to contact them. I mean, I know every other magazine wants to contact them and talk to them about it. So, you know, why wouldn't you do that? You know... Mass has aimed has has a has the people now that are on the show aimed to get into the Daily Mail. That's their main their main profit, I guess. You know, these people um they're not looking for love. We're not watching the show because we want to see people fall in love anymore. We know it's gonna blow up. We know there's gonna be arguments, we know there's gonna be a shit fight. And then we're going to see it all on the Daily Mail. Honestly, the Daily Mail to me needs to change its name. It's not a news organisation. It's really just employing kids to go through other people's Instagram and write stories about the photos that are on there. That's really what it is. And, you know, I guess that keeps the their media wheel turning, you know. It revitalises their Instagram followers. And to see what shit they haven't done on, you know, they haven't done because they've done fuck all since TV... And to make you question why you even follow them. Why are we following these people on Instagram, Twitter, you know, um, Facebook? I mean, I, I very rarely check my Facebook. Do people use Facebook anymore for, for I just did this or I just ate that or we're in this place? I think Instagram's the, the one to go that. All of these reasons, all of these thought process is why we need the purge. 
I'm going to start with the Instagram purge. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. What is it? Well, this is the time where we reconsider who was in our Instagram accounts, particularly reality, reality TV stars, and we consider do we really need to see these fucking idiots on a day-to-day basis? Do we need to feed their egos in order them in order for them to make money from advertisers? Now, it's not it's not an attack on these people as a person. It's not an attack on them. It purely is just the thought process of we don't need to see these people anymore. They need to go. We don't need to involve them in their lives. We don't need to see, you know, like the, you know, for, for instance, what comes out of the fake stories on a day-to-day basis. Ashley from Married at First Sight is actually a closet lesbian in love with a best friend. NASA is actually gay and scared to come out for his family, blah, blah, blah. All fake news. And they still got some. They still got better than what's been said on, you know, the Daily Mail. What do, what do we see on their Instagram accounts? What do we really gain from what they're doing? Sure, sure, we're we're jumping into their lives, and oh, that's nice. If you saw a picture every six weeks, there's actually a girl I used to follow. I don't follow her anymore. Um. And I think she was actually back from season one. I couldn't even tell you her name. I should know it, shouldn't I? Okay. There's a little edit issue there. Michelle Worsley. I do remember her name. In actual fact, no, I didn't. I had an issue with um, with uh, my computer and it just shit itself when I needed it. Um, yeah, so she was someone that I followed on um, on Instagram who I thought fantastic and she was just someone interesting. She didn't bombard people with hopeless shit about trying to advertise this or advertise that. And then I think it just grew its time and I was like, yeah, okay, enough now. And I I just stopped following her. Now, it wasn't because I, I, I dislike her. It was – that was enough. I observe and I watch and I view a lot of people and I had to make room. This is what The Purge is about. The Purge is about making room. Get rid of the dead wood. Get rid of the people that we don't need. Get rid of the, the, the horrible contestants that are out for limelight. You know, I don't want to point fingers. Martha, Jessica, Cyrell, who needs that shit in their life? None of them bring any 
They don't even have a positive story to tell. They're too self-involved to be talking about themselves. Poor old Jess literally will just jump from dick to dick to dick and, and puts it out there like, you know, and I'm not slut-shaming her. Kudos. If that's what you want to do, you do your thing. But don't try and package this pristine story. I mean, she's had enough drama in her life and put it on TV. I mean, she looks like a dick at the best of times. She came back to the show and Cyril actually made Jessica look half as smart. I wouldn't say as smart, but, you know, I mean, they've all been schooled now how to react. Anything that came out of Martha's mouth on the reunion show, totally, 100% tested. It was rehearsed. It was this. And they cut it accordingly. You know, don't forget on the on the reunion show, you had two people, um, Charlene and Sarah, who turned up and did the meet and greet and everyone went, oh, how are you and who are you and why are you here? And then we never got to hear from them. So... They, they were that not important to the network that they didn't even find time to have their stories. I don't understand Sarah Rose's stories at all. She appears in the Daily Mail and says, I've done all, I've lost all this weight and I'm fantastic. Now, I'm not fat shaming her. I mean, I think she's she needs to just grasp who she is. She's a big lady and they're trying to sell her to who? who who's going to invest? Like, what? She needs to find a dude. She wants to find a dude. She wants to have kids. I know. I think she froze her eggs. Whatever. But putting her in the the limelight regularly is of whose benefit? There's no fucking benefit to mine. So you, I have to let go. This is what the purge is about. We're also going to see 2021 is going to bring new candidates to Instagram that you think, oh fuck, they might be interesting. They might not be. You know, look, I I follow Reggie from Big Brother on Twitter and I flick chats to her like in messages and stuff all the time. Reggie is interesting. Reggie's, Reggie's nice and Reg, Reggie has some real issues in life to deal with and yet she just loves life. She brings happiness. She talks about the goodness of what she's, you know, with she's used to hopefully help her son deal with his medical condition. She's got a good story to tell because she's been fucked over since she's one big brother, she keeps fighting, keeps battling on, and she literally is, I know this is going to sound so cliche, she literally is a good Aussie little battler. But that's the people that you want to see, people that bring something positive to your life, bring, you know, it's it's not hard. This is what The Purge is about. You know, for anyone that followed Ash Williams prior to I'm a Celebrity, you need to let go of that motherfucker. I mean, really? At, he was this week on a radio show eating dog food, letting someone lick his nipples and sucking a toe for for what? That's what your career's come to? You're supposed to be a comedian? Do you think that Jerry Seinfeld or Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy went, yeah, I'll let someone suck my nipples on a radio show or, oh, you know, I'll eat dog food. I'll eat do-. do you think that that was part of their career path? No, because they were funny. Ash Williams is not funny. Ash Williams just lets weird shit happen to him and then claims to be a comedian. And, and I wish him well whenever he finds out what it is. Apparently he was a pretty good tennis player in his time. I don't know, 38. You're not going to be busting any things. But there's a Masters Tour. I mean, he can always play doubles. Maybe that's where his, his talent is. But if you set your sights on going on a radio show to eat dog food as being your highlight for the week, in my world, you're struggling. 
So he's someone that you would purge out. But it's not, he's not going to offer you anything. What's he going to offer you? Even when he went on, I'm, in, I'm a celebrity, he was telling stories that I'd already previously heard on podcasts with Ad Cavalier. So, I mean, comedians write shit. They talk about shit. They, they find something funny. I don't see it in Ash. And again, not a personal attack on him. I just, he's wasted space for me. I wouldn't follow him. I tried listening to his podcast. I really did try and give it a go and I just went, oh, fuck. I'd rather have sex with a cheese grater. It just was not good. Now, on, on reality TV, I have to eat a bit of humble pie in this respect, I guess, because I said that Abby Chatfield would not win it. She's in the two-horse race with Grant, Denya and Tony Parent, and guess what? Yeah, fail. I fail. Abby Chatfield won it. So congratulations to her. She was crowned queen of the jungle. Again, not a jungle. Stop saying it. Not a jungle. Strain bush. Oh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. And it seems that she's broken the bridesmaids drought. You know, she comes second. She came nowhere in another show. This one she's won. So kudos to her. They're calling her. I've heard, seen some networks calling her the uh, queen feminist. She's 25. Fuck, what has she done? <laughs> you know, I, it's good to have feminist views. I can read a book. doesn't make me a feminist. I've read several books, actually. I like to keep them in I have, with my collection of leather-bound books in a bookcase. Plenty of books. doesn't make me a, uh, a Mensa candidate, although I'm not far off. Um, yeah, so I, I have to eat that one. What does that mean to her future? Well, maybe she's going to be... <sighs> more in the limelight maybe she's going to get more people on the instagram i don't know what what does that entail i mean grant denyer's going to go back to being one of australia's favorite hosts which he is there's no doubt about it up there with larry emner if you don't know who these people are google them because they're pretty big pretty big things in uh, australia but they're tv hosts um who else is going to do what's petty Fleur going to do i mean she's not on the television show that she was famous for she's been in the jungle is she going to get more gigs what what do these people do you know do uh who else have we got there um well jess will go back to her radio show which is cool and i will say one thing about jess from i'm a celebrity she's on the triple m breakfast show in sydney six to nine daily i believe five days a week i didn't know that she had done the hardcore previous gigs in radio to get to where she is. So kudos to her because, um, I mean, she's a self-confessed bogan. I don't, you know, I don't particularly, she's not my sort of comedy or, you know, but every radio show in, in Australia seems to want to have the, the girl that puts herself up to be ridiculed until she's been there long enough and they go, okay, we're going to create her. Some. Fifi Box, Fifi Box is a fucking idiot. And somehow she went from being the fucking idiot to a major radio host in Melbourne. Still offers nothing to me. Nothing. Anyway, I'm getting away from it. This is the purge. Time to let the dead wood go. And for some of you who may follow me, I might be the dead wood. But who would keep you updated on the real life stories of shit that goes on? Eh? Who, who's going to give you an interview with... Someone from The Only Way is Essex. Me. Who's going to give you an interview with a porn star? Me. Who's going to give you an interview with a swinger? Me. Yeah. 
So once all these people finally come round, they've agreed in theory, once they all come round, then we're going to have these interviews. That's where I'm at on this one. Okay. What else have we got? So that's the purge. Check out your friends list. Check out who you're following. I've got some randoms in there. I've been culling cull- for the last couple of weeks, actually, because I've got some randoms in there, and it's not who people who follow me. It's people that somehow I followed, and there's, like, big-ass babes. I don't click yes. I don't know how they get in there. Do I like, you know, when I look at one account and it says, you might like these ones, do I? I don't know. I don't drink, so I can't blame alcohol. I don't take drugs anymore. Um, so I don't have an excuse, who knows what it is. I'm very interesting to know. Um, We're going to get on to um, bookmarks. This is the latest thing that I've got. But I just want to have a quick water break. back. I always like saying that. I didn't go anywhere. I literally just picked the cup up, drank water, put it back down. That's it. That was a water break. I do want to have a quick mention and this is not funny. This is not me taking the piss. This is actually something that's real. If anyone that's listened to the show previously, and I keep saying it like you haven't listened ever before, but for anyone that's listened to the podcast, you may have heard that... Um, I did an interview uh, middle of last year with a lovely lady named Jodie who talked about her giving birth to a little girl named Layla and who was premature and she, I think, passed away after three hours and she knew it would be rough. Jodie then rebuilt herself, got herself back in order. I haven't interviewed her since, I haven't talked to her since, but I'm pleased to say... And I may have, you may have heard in previous, I said she was pregnant. She wasn't hopeful, but she's crossing all the fingers and doing everything she can in order to have this baby who um, ultrasound said was a little boy. And I'm proud to say and, and so, so happy for her that she gave birth. She had a little boy called Elliot who was born... 27 plus 3 weeks. I'm not sure what that means, what the plus 3 means. Um, but uh, he's a tiny little thing. He weighed at 715 grams. He, You can see um, pictures of him in the midi crib and video that she's got. He's a wee little thing. Um, yeah, and he's fighting for his life and, and she's there and, and hopefully, hopefully... Everything goes well and uh, cross fingers and, and, you know, I'm not religious but you're sort of in the back of your mind praying for this, you know, for her to – and for him to, to keep going. He's going to be there for the next possibly 90 days, I believe. As I say, wee little thing. Jodie's in good spirits. She's a, a single mum that's, that's, you know, taking this journey by herself. She's got her backs to the wall. So check the check – the, show notes i'm going to put a link in for her instagram as i say i don't know her personally 
but I've watched this journey and been a part of it and, and sent her praise. She's been very, very humble. She's open and discusses everything about her life and let's hope that this little boy gets to come home and uh, live his life with his mum because she's going to have a story for the ages to talk about because she's, um, yeah, she's, she's a trooper. She's doing tough. So I did want to mention that. And again, and her link will be in the, the show notes. So... Bookmarks. What do bookmarks mean? Well, because I go through so many things on a weekly basis and I'm always looking for content, I'm looking for a theme and I'm looking for how do I keep bringing entertainment because my my interviewers, interviewees shit me and let me down. Um, I, I'm always earmarking things. Now, get to this story in South Australia, of a woman who's been arrested um, about from stealing a car. She was suspected, yeah, I don't know what she was actually, She was. oh, she was a wanted woman. Her name is Kaysan Cox. Now, for those out of Australia that don't know, Kaysan is a popular song by Cold Chisel from the 80s and it's also a uh, a destination that you know fought in Vietnam, in Vietnam, but it was where a war was fought, and they talk about Kaysan. Her parents need to be brought in to the fucking police for naming their child Kaysan Cox. Who in their right fucking mind? I mean, you can be the biggest cult chisel in the family. Call her Jimmy. Call her Ian. <laughs> Pick one of the band members' name. Call it Chisel. Kaysan? Are you fucking kidding? Now, don't get me wrong. If her dad was a Vietnam vet and that was his thing, kudos to you, dude. Maybe it's in, you know, respect to your homosexual soldiers that you uh, slept with while you are in Kaysan. Who knows? Just a guess. But really, you're going to call your kid Kaysan? I just... Some people need a fucking slap today of what they call people. They really do. I mean, this is a child. You're going to name him after a fucking city in Vietnam. That, I'll guarantee you, when she gets out of jail, when the police have got her, and I don't want to go into a crime, she stole a car, she got caught, she's a fucking idiot. She's going to grow up and tell her kids one day, I went to Kaysan, yeah, I visited there, I was named after it. Who cares? You know, they give a fuck. I mean, the only other option, and she, she has no Asian appearance, I was going to say, is that, Maybe her father impregnated the mother in Kaysan, but yeah, that's a fucking shit name. Let's be quite honest about that. Um, I talked about Rebecca Breeds having such a horrible name for an actress. Wouldn't you change your name? Breeds. What does it be called? Rebecca Roots. That's got more feeling to it. America wouldn't make a difference. In Australia, everyone would have a giggle. Roots. Your name's Roots. I want to look that up in the phone book. I'm pretty sure someone's surname would have to be Roots now. That'd be a cool name. Rebecca Roots. Everyone. Um, bookmarks. New Year's resolutions. Okay. We have this line where we go, January 1, you've got to lay down a resolution. And we all go, yep. And come February 1, it's all been forgotten. You know what? If the resolution that you set was any good, just start it again. It doesn't matter. Okay, you had a bit of a fucking break. You know? You don't go, oh, well, I've got to wait till the end of the year. Just start now. Who cares? And people say, your re- resolution? I go, yeah, well, I sort of had a bump in the road, but I'm back. That's it. 
Don't let other people fucking decide what you can and can't do. That's my theory anyway. I mean, if, if it's, you know, I don't know. Was it your, was your resolution not to, not to swear? Fuck, I can't, I can't get past the podcast without calling someone a cunt. So there's no chance that's going to happen for me. And, and sometimes it's in the nicest terms. I work for a company, they'd call you a good cunt. It meant you're a good person. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. Um, words and explanations. There's uh, 20 words that have been put out there. Now, they're global words or phrases that have been used and I think it's important that we clarify because they become popular. Sometimes they re- get revisited. Mint is a favourite of mine. and it, it was a high school one that I remember. People go, oh, man, that's fucking mint. Mint seems to be making a re- resurgence. I'm hearing that a bit. No one's brought back untold. I don't know if you've heard that. I don't know that it's get used, but untold. Man, that's untold. Still actually don't re- don't get the, cons- the sequence of how that works. That's untold. It means it's good. It means it's great. It's untold. Don't get it. I want to bring that back. I like untold. Um, getting railed. That's a that's that's a popular one right now. Someone getting railed. I mean, it's to have sex, but do you sort of have men talk about their wives or their wives talk about their men? Oh, you've got to go home. I'm going to get railed in half an hour. I don't know. It seems to be more of a colloquial term used amongst the bikes. Fuck, saw this chick, man. She was getting railed. Yeah, it's bogan, isn't it? It's just not. It's not very classy. Often slang terms aren't classy, but that's just bad. What else have we got? Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill is the same thing, isn't it? What are you doing later? You want to come around Netflix and chill? What do you say? You want to come around and have sex? I mean, don't have to disguise it. It's the same thing. Just get to the point. Want to have sex? No. Nah. Do you want to watch Netflix and chill? Yeah. What? It's the same thing. Stop it. I'm, but I have to say, between men and women, there's a big... There's a big fantasy that's played out where women think, don't want men to think that they're going to have sex, but they're really coming over to have sex, but they don't want them to presume that. This is a stupid game. I'm too old for that. Want to do it? Yeah. No, I'm a bit tired. Oh, that food, I hate. It's made me a bit gassy. Yeah, okay, cool. We'll leave it. Leave it. Boning. That's another one that's right in there. Boning. There's nothing tidy about that, is there? Um,. This one's saying, no, I don't even know what that's saying. Drilled down, really. Clapping cheeks, porked. Porked's old. Shafted, really. Hey, baby, what are you doing later? You want to come around and get shafted? (laughs) Doesn't work. And breeding, really. People say breeding. Rebecca breeding, that's about as far as I go. Um, the euphemisms for having sex, I guess, is, is what they're talking about. Making love, knocking boots. Who says this? Hitting the sheets. Going all the way, getting lucky. You know, I was saying to a friend of mine, we're talking about masturbation. Now, the, the thing is, I know that she masturbates. She knows I masturbate. There's no thing. And I actually made the comment to her, did you rub one out? And she gets offended. Oh, you know, I hate that term. What is in a term that is so offensive, rubbing one out? Is it? Is that bad? Like, you know, it's not like you're doing it illegally. It's masturbation. We're all allowed to do it. Yeah, I don't get some people. 
Some people get hung up on shit. Um, and that's about it. I don't know that I've got anything to add. I'm really, really big on the purge. I want to talk about the purge. Oh, actually, I do want to talk about something. The latest craze that's going around on social media. And I don't know if dudes are doing it. Um, I, and I'm just trying to work out whether they're using the right... Um, terminology for it. Um, I don't. I don't know what the how it's been worked, but it's basically called um, the "Put Your Head on My Shoulder" silhouette challenge. Now the song's by Paul Anker. It's like my mum's era, like it's that far back, and for whatever reason that you'd want to. You know, use that song. But basically, what they do: a girl sets up in a, um, in a, in generally in a bathroom doorway. Why, are, why do women obsessed with taking pictures of themselves semi-naked in front of bathrooms? I don't know. I actually, I do know. I heard someone tell me once it was because the lighting's always good in a bathroom. Who knows? But they stand in the doorway, and they um, play the track. Put your head on my shoulder, and then I think there's a spin-off of it that. Um, gets all funky and it clicks from them standing in the doorway to a silhouette and there's a filter on on your phone, I believe, that you add to it and, you know, some are naked, some are semi-naked, some are just pretenders, wear black clothes and that's up there. So if you're looking for something to check out on social media to have a good laugh at, I think it's on TikTok as well, although TikTok will get pretty pretty full on and they'll, um, they'll ban people. But if you do, check out Put Your Head on My Shoulder Silhouette Challenge. You'll get plenty of laughs because it all comes around for all different shapes and sizes and people that just want to seek attention, I guess, is what it is. It's not something I would do, but you know what? The world's a different place. So uh, in order to respect that, I'm going to play the song and you can do your own little... Paul Anker dance to it and um, enjoy. Thanks again. Next week we're going to have a, a Super Bowl review on Sunday because it'll be Sunday here. We don't see the Super Bowl till Monday. I think it'll be half past 10 on Monday morning. So um, I'm going to give my perspective on what Australians see the Super Bowl and how it works for us. And until then, thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Also, be kind and treat people how you want to be treated.
happened but this is the original and yeah I don't even know if I can last this one put your head on my shoulder hold me in your arms baby squeeze me oh so tight Why do I get the impression that Paul Anker's voice is just breaking for the first time? That's what it sounds like to me. Or he's in pain, someone's kicked him in the balls. And again, thank you for Testicles sponsoring this episode. social media platform as Gorilla Radio or at gorillaradio.com.au Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind.